everybody. Dimity McDowell here with the Train Like a Mother Club. And I am joined today on this October lovely day uh, by Amanda Loudon, uh, the traditional, the coach who um, coaches the traditional programs in the 10K, half marathon, and marathon distances. Are you having a lovely October day out there, Amanda? Yes, finally, finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had we had basically summer, one day of fall, and now we're kind of in winter. So, oh, really? Is but it I'm like not going to complain. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay. But I mean, it, it's real. It's not winter. I'm exaggerating. It's just that we really went from. I mean, a, a week ago, I was still in shorts and a tank top, and now, I mean, it's capris when I run. So, and there's just no. I had like two days of, of in between wearing shorts and long sleeves for my runs, and that was the end of it. So, there you go. And that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you stored them away for the winter? Um. No, not yet. I'm, I'm hoping. Okay. They're, they're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not I there always, yet. I always love that that um, transition, um, like pull, putting like the seasonal transition, putting away the shorts or pulling out the tights. I'm like, oh, I forgot about these. I like these tights, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it makes it feel like you're shopping again or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, good one. How's your personal running going? I'm good. I um, am doing a trail race next weekend, a 12 mile trail race. It's a brand new one. So I'm excited. Oh, wow. so, yeah, it's about an hour away. And it it, it um, really um, is marketing itself as being very difficult. So I'm like, oh, bring it, but it'll be fun. What, you know, it'll just be an adventure. And I talked a friend into going. So, so it'll be fun. You gotta go. Um, yeah. Have you, have you been running much on the trails? Um, I usually at least once a week I can get out there. Um, during okay. the week it's a little tougher just to find the time just to make the drive, you know. So yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Have you been running on the trail that you're going to be running on, or is that is that are you say no? Me? I mean, I've never been there at all. It's an hour away. I have no idea yeah. what to expect. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, cool. Well, that's exciting because it's been a yeah. while since you've uh, pinned on a bib, hasn't it? Um, I did another trail race in August, like a 15k. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. and that was a lot of fun. So yeah. So you go going all trail on us. Awesome. For sure. For sure. Great. We have, we're kind of in the middle of racing season. We've had some great races go by. We had Chicago, Twin Cities. Um, we've got Marine Corps coming up this coming weekend. Um, and I wanted to take a minute to uh, celebrate a couple um, PRs that I found on the pages. This is the half marathon group. Um, this is Amanda, another Amanda. She said she got an eight minute PR in her half marathon. Two months ago, I didn't think I would cross the starting line due to foot injury, thanks to a great doctor and even better PT, lots of strength training and cycling during the three weeks I couldn't run. I crossed the start line and finished today, and I did it stronger than I would have helped. In true mother runner fashion, I went to the finish from the finish line to the baseball field to watch my son in the tournament, changed in the bathroom at the field, and used 100 body wipes, 100 wipes <laughs> to body spray um, to spare everyone around me. Kids and husbands stood by me so much um, during the last 15 weeks, I couldn't be there, couldn't not be there for my son today. Um, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. Like there's a lot to be said for stopping something midstream and figuring it out and kind of taking another route around um, and still coming out strong, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Uh, Kelly had another one. She PR'd in her half marathon by over six minutes. She finished in um, two hours and 34 minutes and 51 seconds. Um, she said, I beat my A goal, my B goal, and missed her C goal by four minutes. I definitely know I can make it happen for the next race. Um, 
my, uh, she says, um, my training partner had her first finish line and she had an awesome race too. Definitely a win. And I'm thankful for all the support from this group and the awesome plan from coach Amanda. Best of luck to all my mother runner friends out there. So, um, so two good wins on the half marathon page that I just, um, pulled up. Um, and a lot of questions about what's next. And so I yeah. wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit because, um, when you finish, let's, let's talk about first finishing a half marathon. What does your week look like after you run 13.1 miles? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the next day getting out and moving in some way, shape or, or, or fashion, um, you know, walking, riding a bike, swimming, whatever it is, that's just, you know, your body, um, it, it, contrary to what it might seem logical, just, you know, um, hanging out on a sofa isn't going to help you kind of work the junk out of your legs. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I like to see someone get out and, and just do some gentle movement. Um, and that'll really kind of jumpstart the recovery process. So um, so initially, that, that's what I'd like to see. And, um, you know, with marathons, I'd like to see people shut down for about a week. With a half marathon, you know, I mean, if you want to go out and do a couple of light runs this week, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, you're not getting back to any kind of dedicated training. You're not putting in any long miles. You're not doing any speed work. Just let, let your mood kind of, you know, take you where it wants to go. And, and if you feel like taking the whole week off, that's fine too. Um, but, um, you know, light, easy movement, I think, should be the, the theme for the week, basically. Absolutely. Like barely needing to shower afterwards, right? Like if you yeah. do go run, especially on a, if it's a cool day, like you're going out for 20 or 30 minutes and, um, yep. And just basically leaving your lycra on the floor and putting on your clothes for the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not soaking a sweat, a sports bra for sure. Um, and yeah, definitely with a marathon, you want to take at least a full week off of any running, if not more. And if you feel like more, take it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing, um, really, uh, really important or really um, vital that you need to do other than rest up and um, yeah. let your body heal. Um, because there's a big, you know, there are a couple of questions about losing fitness. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? And, you know, unfortunately, where, you know, staying at peak fitness isn't possible for long periods of time, right? Right. Absolutely. Especially with a marathon. I mean, you know, you're looking at essentially, it, you know, marathon peak marathon fitness is something you can maybe do about twice a year. Um, and everything else in between, you're not, I mean, you can be in peak fitness for a few other races in between, but, um, but that peak marathon fitness is not something you're going to hold on to and not something you want to hold on to, um, because it will lead to burnout and injury down the road. So, um, you know, go ahead and let a little bit go. And, 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 but what you'd be surprised by is you're not losing that much, just, you know, by taking a week or two off to just relax and recover, um, you're doing, you're repairing and, um, you're really not losing, you know? So I think you just kind of need to reframe how you're looking at it and, and stop, don't stress about, you know, losing the fitness. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, so, and so Jenny's asking, she ran her half marathon. What now? I totally don't want to lose all that I've built up over the past 15 weeks. So can you talk a little bit about where you come back in? If you don't have another race on your calendar, what is a good way to, I mean, you know, stay consistent and motivated? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess part of it is mental and part of it is physical. So that the mental part first is if you are the type of person that kind of needs that carrot um, dangling in front of you and, and the carrot being a race, um, you know, take a little 
bit of time, like we talked about, the week or so, and then, you know, maybe look at the calendar and see what way down, not way down the line, but down the line looks um, interesting to you and intriguing and maybe sign up for another race. Um, but don't do it the day after a race. Don't do it, the, you know, two days after a race. And so if that's what it takes to motivate, um, mm -hmm. if you are the type that doesn't need that carrot at, at the end, you know, just remind yourself that you like being um, fit and ready to take on a, a race, you know, when you do, do decide to want to take on that race and use that to kind of motivate yourself to get out the door. And, and um, you can do a lot with three days a week of running, um, stay, in, stay in really decent shape, throw in a couple other days of cross training and, and strength training. And, and you can really maintain a nice level of fitness with just that. And it's a great jumping off point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So three, if, if you're running three days a week, what is that looking like? Two runs during the week, like 45 minutes, and then maybe a little bit longer on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I recommend keeping, you know, a longish run in there, you know, like, Eight, eight to 10 miles, something mm -hmm. like that is a great base long run that can, again, help you, you know, launch on to another kind of program um, or a different race down the road. Sure, sure. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, just um, as far as Train Like a Mother goes, um, we're going to do um, Stride into the Holidays, which is a really, really fun program. It's five weeks. Um, it's starting. It goes um through Thanksgiving and into December, and I don't have the dates right in front of me. Um, but if you want to keep going, it's a thirty dollar um, registration fee, and it actually is going the the registration fees minus the administration, like PayPal and stuff, all goes to different charities of um, that we've selected. So definitely, if that's something, if you don't want to think about a race, or you know, or you're like, oh, I'm gonna do a five k like jingle jog or something like that, and I need to keep moving. Um, that's a great place to land. So, um, so we'll be yeah. sure you know about that. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So Kelly, um, is also wants to get speedier for her next half. Um, so should she follow a 5k or 10k plan to build speed and then do another half? Or how do you, how do you improve your performance from one half marathon to the next? Well, I mean, first of all, if you are, if you just ran your first half ever or second half, um, you know, just consistency, you know, be just just by virtue of your, your base starting point before that race to where you are now to doing another cycle of, of a training plan, just that in and of itself is going to get you faster because your body is still adapting and, and, and making gains. Um, you know, you're nowhere near plateauing yet. Um, you know, an option is if you want to take a little break in between, you know, half marathons and train for some 5Ks and 10Ks. I think that's also a great way to get a little turnover going in your legs that could carry over into half marathon training program. So you have options. Um, you know, you can you could even repeat the same plan if you wanted, like if you did the run it plan and you liked it and you want to keep going or you could step up to the race it plan um, or you can just kind of define, OK, here's my. This is my finish time and my goal time is, you know, three minutes faster for the next time through or five minutes faster, whatever it might be, um, and kind of plug those numbers in um, and work toward those with the race pace miles and things like that. Sure, sure. And yeah, I mean, really the things that um, like you were talking about, which are the underlying thing is consistency, right? You know, so not giving yourself too much of a break between not, not necessarily like an intense training. You don't have to keep training intensely, but just keep logging your miles. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then kind of being a little bit ambitious with, um, trying to pick it up a little bit, which, um, strength is really going to play into that as well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, 
And while I'm always preaching strength during these programs, um, I, I know some people drop off a little bit because of the, the time commitment, you know, for all the miles and everything. So maybe now is a nice time to, you know, drop down in distance a little bit, but up the strength and, and you're going to build yourself um, a stronger machine for the next go around. Absolutely. Um, okay, so then Christine, um, similar question, although she wants to go from a half marathon to a full marathon. She says, do I need to start from the beginning of a plan or can I jump into something partway through? Um, you know, I would just, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's good to follow the plan from, from the beginning, but kind of, you know, look at the, look at our minimum requirements that we have for the different plans and see where you are and kind of just try to be at that place as you go into the plan. Um, but, you know, no, like, I, I, I want everyone to understand, um, if your goal is to keep running and keep racing, you know, going forward, um, and this was maybe your first time through a training cycle, you know, don't don't fall completely off the wagon. Don't just, you know, let that fitness go and 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 then have to start from scratch again. Um, but there's a happy medium in there, you know, where you can um, continue on with a few runs a week, and and then when you're ready to start up again, start up again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty individual, but. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you were like, you know, if Christine, if you were um, eyeing a, say a marathon, you know, at the end of December or something like that, that's like not, that's not 18 weeks away, you know, um, you know, we could talk to you about that. But again, like I just, I, I very much err, and I know you do too, Amanda, on the side of being conservative and giving yourself, you know, mentally the break from being on a straight up training plan, a strict training plan. Um, but still keeping your miles going. So you have a couple of weeks of feeling like a free agent, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to sleep in this morning and I'm not going to get up and do those miles with race pace or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it really is an individual thing, like you said, based on people's mindset and where, what their goals are and how they're feeling physically. But overall, um, I think you can't go wrong with starting from square one and, and nailing the plan, right? Instead of feeling like, you are coming off and you're not, you're, you're barely hanging on because you're tired or because you're feeling burned out from having followed a plan earlier. Yeah. So, um, okay. Similar question. Lots of, lots of what's next questions. Um, Paula, um, she's looking at a March half and finishing up the walk run plan right now. Um, she likes how the 12, two intervals feel. So 12 minutes of running, two minutes of walking. Um, and she likes having two cross training days on the plan. Um, she's looking at the run plan, but um, maybe just doing uh, 12 two intervals still. Um, so, I mean, can you talk about, you know, if they should transition to, or if she should transition, try to transition to consistent running, um, take out the walk intervals? Um, yes or no? And and why? Yeah, I, I answered that on the on the, um, the page today. And I, and I do think she's a great launching off point to move on to more consistent just straight running without the walking breaks. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, under, I understand she likes it and she's comfortable there. And there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with staying there if that's what she really wants to do. But if she wants to move to the next plan, I would recommend, you know, get, getting yourself to the minimum requirements again and, and can, you know, being able to run straight through and um, giving it a try and seeing how it feels. You can always back off, um, but why not, why not give it a try and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, um, you know, I, I, I looked at your answer, which was great. And then I was also thinking just like, you know, now when your half marathon is done, Paula is maybe go out and just try a three mile run 
you know, without, without um, a walk break and see how that yeah. feels. You know, you're going to go super, super easy where you're not going to, you know, try to do anything too intense. Um, and then maybe, you know, maybe if you do sign up for the run plan, your longer runs could be walk run until you feel confident in taking out some of those walk breaks. But again, like you said, um, Amanda, there's no shame in them or harm in them if that's what feels good to you. Um, yeah. And it really sets you up well to, to walk through the water stops in a race, which sometimes yeah. I feel like that, um, you know, that that jolts you sometimes if you're not used to 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 um, to taking a break and then you're like, oh, I got to go again. You know, like I forget yeah. that feeling of having to fire it back up again. So that's yeah. one, um, one yeah. there for sure. And I'm just going to um, throw in also, you know, one of the reasons I was recommending this is because once you're at the point where you're running for 12 minutes and then walking for two minutes, it's really up here more than it is a yeah. fitness issue. So yes, no, for sure. I mean, 12 minutes is, yeah, I agree. That's a long time to be running. You know, it's yeah. not a, it's not a one-to-one -one ratio. And um, so for sure, I agree with you. So, but it, it is again, like more than anything, we want running um, to be something you look forward to. Right. And so the idea of pushing through those two minutes and not walking, um, feels like, Ugh, I don't want to do it. Then don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, I'm all about like good enough is probably plenty good. Right. And 12, two is really good enough, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's really up to your, your situation and what you want to, what you want to do. Um, okay. Um, again, you may have touched on these anyway, but I thought it would be, it's sometimes fun just to listen to them and, um, and also like helpful for people to hear if they haven't been reading diligently. <laughs> um, so we have, um, Chris, um, any good thoughts on pacing for a race? Her pace is all over the map, like two minute miles, two minute per mile spread. Um, so she's, uh, going to Cape Cod this weekend, which is where we're headed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and where there aren't pacers, does she constantly look at her pace? Do you give it an average pace every five minutes, have her GPS filler in, or is it too late? And should she just go with a flow? <laughs> well, to begin with, um, I am always a fan of, of allowing your body to dictate your pace. That is, yeah. that is, I say it over and over again. And, and I think because we are such a technology laden society these days, people have lost the ability to trust their bodies and know that their bodies no best. Um, but this is, this could not be a more perfect situation, right? She says her pace is all over the place. So um, I say, really let it go. I mean, you can, you can wear your watch if you want, and you can, you know, look at it maybe every mile, just kind of see where you are and go, oh, you know, that, that felt pretty easy. Maybe I can drop it 10 seconds this mile or something like that. If you prefer to, to have the watch still kind of playing a role, but I really think she's in an ideal situation to just go out and see what she's got. I mean, you know, she doesn't have an idea of pace. So go, go see what you've got. Start conservatively. Um, try to pick it up as you go along, especially toward the end and, and see what happens. And you, I think, will probably be pleasantly surprised. Yep. Yep. Well, and her second question is, um, you know, if she does start slow, which we definitely recommend, how many miles do you go slower? I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, like, do you pick it up at mile 10? Do you pick it up at mile eight? Do you pick it up at, you know, it, I mean, it really depends upon the day and how you're feeling, right? And what you feel like yeah. you have left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you always want to keep in mind that you have to meet out your energy over 13 miles, but, um, but, you know, start out conservatively and then kind of, you know, I'd like to see you kind of like settle into a pace, you know, basically, and, and you'll be able to feel that, like that you're kind of, 
in that same range. Um, you know, again, if you want to check every mile and see if you're in that same range, but settle into a pace and kind of hold it steady. And, and once you get past about mile seven or eight, you know, that's a good time to start really trying to push it a little bit harder because you don't have that much of the race ahead of you and um, see what you can do. And, and you can always, you know, start backing off a little bit if you need to, but if it's feeling good, keep, keep trying to push through at that point. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. And I, you've said this on other webinars, but I think it's important, like, especially in a half marathon, like if you are going for a time goal that is ambitious for you, it's going to hurt earlier than later, right? Yeah. Sooner than later. Yeah. 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 And we had, there was a gal in here um, this morning who was talking about, I think she ran yesterday or, the, or Saturday, she ran a half marathon and she's like, you know, I was really hurting by mile 11. What did I do wrong? And yeah. I said, you know, you probably didn't do anything wrong. It's just part of the game. I mean, mile 11, that, that is a really painful point in a half marathon, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. That's Nancy. That was one of my questions. Yeah. So she ran her first half. So the fact that she is at mile 11 and that's when she's first feeling it is pretty yeah. amazing. So congratulations yeah. for that, Nancy. Yeah. Um, you know, she was asking if it was a fueling issue or a training issue. Um, and uh, she's coming to the Eau Claire retreat. So she has another, another shot at it um, yeah. next May, but um, but yeah, there isn't, there isn't, you know, it's not one size fits all there and it could be a little bit of all of that. It could be mental, it could be fueling and it can be, um, training. Right. But it's yeah. really at that point, it's going to hurt for pretty much everybody, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. regardless of what you've done right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just got to dig in like, so I'm just, just to throw it back to you, like, um, next weekend when you race your trail race, um, I mean, when it gets hard at mile, well, I'm sure it'll get hard before mile nine or 10, but what, what do you, what do you say to yourself? What, how do you not let yourself back off? I mean, I, I, I think, yeah. I mean, from years of experience, it's just, I know it's part of the game. And so I expect it going in and um, just kind of work with it and know that, you know, not that much longer. It'll be, all, it'll all be over. And sometimes I think it helps, you know, one of the games that I've played many, many races is to, rather than think of it in terms of miles, um, kind of do a little math in your head and go, okay, I've got two miles left. That's 20 more minutes of pain and 20 minutes. I'm going to be feeling good, you know? Um, and I think sometimes that helps reframe it. It doesn't feel as big maybe when you, you know, put it into to time terms um, sure. because we've all, we've all run, 20 minutes before, you know, or whatever it might be, um, yeah. you know, yeah. Certainly. And you can always chunk it up even smaller too. I mean, um, yeah. when you're hurting to me, 20 minutes feels like a really yeah. long time, <laughs> you know, so it can be, you know, 10 steps on your right, 10 steps on your left, um, you know, and just kind of letting that, that little bit of pain, you know, cause the thing about it is, is it always goes in waves, right? It goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down yeah. and you yeah. don't know when the next wave you get to ride is going to come along, you know, crashing yeah. in behind you. So if you can just hang on while you're paddling um, to bring in a totally <laughs> not super clean surfing analogy, um, then you can, you know, then you can just, you, you can ride the wave, but you, you know, that's the beauty of racing. And that's the tough part of racing is there are no certain um, like touch points where, you know, like this is going to happen exactly now. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And yep. yeah, you need to, like you were saying, breaking it down into smaller chunks. If you want to go mile to mile, you know, I've done yep. that plenty of times in races too, you know, just run that mile that you're in, get yourself to the next mile marker, start all over again, you know, yep. mentally all over again. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing that I think is um, really helpful, especially, you know, some, for someone like Chris, who wasn't sure, 
you know, um, to take it easy for that first half of the race for sure is mm -hmm. um, talk to people. You know, that first half, like you're kind of in a cluster of, of runners and then you then you break away, you know, the every, you kind of, the group separates by mile, like, you know, two, two or so there's little pods of runners going along and you tend to stay with those people more or less through the duration of the race. And that, you know, if you can talk to somebody pretty easily have a conversation while you're running, then you know you're running at a pretty good pace, like a pretty yeah. um, conservative, helpful pace. So um, that's another way to avoid constantly looking at your wrist. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, Shauna, I met Shauna at uh, Twin Cities Marathon. She did a great job. Um, and she is two weeks post Twin Cities Marathon and she's done a few short runs and walks. Her legs feel strong, but her knee feels a little bothered by her IT band which is funny because it didn't bother me during the race. Um, she's planning to start the 13.1 race plan in two weeks. Um, and she's looking at the holding plan. Um, so she's wondering about working in IT band routines. Any suggestions on adding these back during a post-race transition rest period? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, definitely two weeks out of the marathon. Um, I, I, I definitely think you should be back into full-on strength training. I think you should be full-on with any kind of a prehab routine you were doing already. Um, and because you have a specific issue going on, I mean, I would see a PT if you can. If you can't, um, one of the IT band um, plans I often recommend is by Jason Fitzgerald. He's at strengthrunning.com. Um, he's got a great um, video um, tutorial that kind of walks you through an IT band routine, um, you know, that'll help strengthen up all the supporting muscles that that um, typically end up manifesting um, as IT um, pain. So um, yeah, d d do not be holding back in those those issues right now. And um, you know, I would take it a step further. I mean, that you you want to you don't want to go into a plan hurting. It's it's never it's not it's never going to be a winning proposition. So um, sooner rather than later, get, get get cracking on that stuff. And you know, in two weeks, if you're not feeling up to snuff, I mean, you know. Uh, maybe you know wait before dedicated specific running you've got enough carryover fitness right now from the marathon training that if you're not following the 13.1 plan specifically in two weeks no harm no foul so i agree i agree yeah definitely um yeah and so shauna if you are listening to this and you you know in two weeks you've still got some pain um just let us know when we can move your race date back i, I don't want you to head into um a, a, a pretty aggressive plan, which the race plan is um, at a deficit for sure. So, yeah. um, okay, another kind of physical therapy question. Molly is asking, um, my hips have been hurting a bit in my longer runs. Any recommendations for addressing that and stretches you would recommend or suggest? Um, so I'm gonna go back to my standard stretching comment, which is that <laughs> um, really people, I think everyone should feel free to just ditch stretching. I'm just not, I'm not a proponent of it. It doesn't, there's no science to back up stretching and that it serves any value. So really, so that's, is that including like yoga and everything? I mean, it's stuff like yoga, that's more, you know, movement to me, yeah. um, which, you know, that's fine. It, I don't, what I want people to, I think there's this stretching fallacy that everyone should run and then come back and stretch and, you know, and there's nothing that supports that it stretching does any any good and any it might even it might even aggravate things i mean there are things like like it band again going back to the it band you don't want to come back and try stretching that that fascia 
that's that's not going to it's only going to cause irritation and it's not going to get you anywhere it's not because you know it's suddenly tight and you can pull it apart further with some stretches it's not it's not how it works so okay. um so, so the stretching i say ditch the stretching put your concentration on the strength work um and you know if your hips are hurting you know it's probably an indication that that maybe you know your glutes aren't firing or you know something else or maybe it originates in your back or whatever it might be but get the strength work going um you know if, if it if it's i think it's a good sign that it's hips plural and not you know unilateral when it's yeah. unilateral that's more of a problem if it's bilateral you know it's it's you know you're also adjusting and learning how to run and your body's learning how to run and it's just you know it's showing up there but um, you know, strength and, and prehab routines, that, that's where you need to be, I think. Sure, sure. And what about foam rolling afterwards to kind of do that? Yeah, that, I mean, that, if, that you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, foam rolling, I think is great. And, um, you know, if you want to finish up a run and go back and do a little bit of rolling out to try to, you know, loosen up any adhesions that might be pulling on, on muscles or, or tissues, tendons, whatever it might be. Um, that's, that's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would I would definitely concentrate more than anything on on the strength and prehab type work. Nice, nice. Um, okay, so this weekend, like I said, it's Marine Corps Marathon, um, which apparently looks a little rainy. Um, the Cape looks like we might have a little bit of moisture as well. Um, so let's talk about running in the rain and what kind of um, preparations make sense, um, both physically and mentally. Sure. Um, First of all, on a Monday, looking at a week ahead, don't panic anyone because yes. we all know weather <laughs> forecasts change. Um, but if you do end up with a rainy race and then it happens, um, you know, several things you can do to, you know, just kind of what you're looking at here is you want to, you're dealing with your comfort level at this point. We're not dealing with something that's going to make your running worse. So also get that out of your head. It's not going to, it, it's it's actually favorable to like hot sun, for instance, and humidity. And so um, it's more a matter of comfort and, and avoiding shaping and blisters to the degree that you can. Um, so, I mean, I recommend tight fitting clothing. That's not going to, you know, like when you've got something that's kind of bulky and loose um, and cottony even, I mean, I don't know that anyone's in cotton anymore, but, but something that can really hold water and like get heavy and weigh you down, that is really not comfortable and it's flopping around and slapping your body. So I recommend, you know, go as tight as you can with your clothing, um, you know, whatever that means for you personally that you own that, that would be tight to the body. Um, and, you know, a hat with a brim to try to keep the, the um, water out of your eyes and out of your face as much as you can. Um, body glide, body glide, body glide everywhere, even places you thought that you wouldn't expect it, you know, just like lube up that whole body. Um, and, you know, throw it a trash can on before the race starts, you know, just poke a hole in the top, stick it over your head and keep it on. Um, I remember I ran California International Marathon um, several years back and they had this fluke monsoon condition and the water, you know, it was flooding up to our knees practically. It was oh ridiculous. God. And yeah, and but we had to wait a long time to start. And so, you know, we all wore our garbage bags until we started. And I even kept mine on for like two miles so I couldn't yeah. stand it longer, you know, yeah. and then I did it. So. Yeah, those those would be my um, my top recommendations. Yeah. Do you did you and and what do you recommend? I mean, if it is raining fairly strongly, do you recommend like putting plastic bags around your socks and then putting your shoes on and, and taking them off before the race, or is that just overkill? Because they're going to get wet anyway. They're going to get wet. I mean, but um, if it makes you feel better and more comfortable before the race, go for it. You know, because okay. that is 
that is the worst part about rain. It's the anticipation. It's the standing around when you're not moving, and it is cold and uncomfortable before you get moving. You know, once you're moving, you're you're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it's the spectators. That's who you have to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I was gonna say about the garbage bag situation, which is really um uh important is that sometimes like okay say the race goes off at 7 30. i know the marine corps is a rolling start so you can just start whenever you want but um you know most races are corralled and so since it starts at 7 30 they send off you know the pros and the elites and the speedy people early and then the next corral might go at 7 40 and then the next corral might be 7 50 and it might not be till 8 or 8 10 or something like that depending upon the size of the race when you go and just be careful um, to not take off your warm stuff until you are, you know, super close to the starting line, or like you said, wear it for a mile until you feel warm and, and like you have some, some body heat to sustain you. Um, yeah. just because that's happened a couple of times to people that I've heard and it's not, um, not pleasant. Um, cause you yeah. get so excited and all of a sudden you're like, ah, yeah. Um, the other one that I, I ran um, when I did New York City a long, long time ago, it poured almost the whole time. And uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have my friend have my a clean pair of socks at, or dry pair of socks at, well, they were clean too. They're dry and clean um, at like mile 16 or something like that. And I ran over and gave her a hug when I saw her. And she's like, do you want your socks? And I'm like, no, because really like all I'm going to do is take them off. And, um, and then, you know, they're going to get really wet within, you know, oh, the next yeah quarter of a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like thinner socks, um, you know, yeah. would be good. Um, and something like, I mean, I, I would gravitate towards wool, but whatever, something that just doesn't hold on to moisture. That's the biggest thing yeah. is you don't want to hold on to moisture and you really sure. don't want to wear a, um, any kind of, you know, you can wear definitely like a, a jacket if you want to, that could tie around your waist, but not a rain jacket, not something that, you know, is, is certified waterproof or even water resistant because it's just going to, trap you you know turn turn into a little sauna underneath uh on your top half yeah for sure yeah yeah um okay so yeah and the rain I, you know what i think it's it's one of those things like you fear it and then you get out there and you're like oh my god this is awesome yeah totally so, totally it, it yeah it, it, i really rarely i can't even really think of any incidents where i was like oh my gosh i'm so miserable because i'm in the rain you know it's always it's always better than you think yes except for if you're on a muddy trail just saying <laughs> <laughs> might, might be an issue. Um, okay. So Roxanne, um, is doing Marine Corps. She says, uh, she has a 6 AM flight to DC and it lands at 2 PM. And then she has to get her bib. Should she do a shakeout run in the afternoon or just skip it? Um, and so can you talk a little bit about what well, answer that, but then also talk about the shakeout run and how vital it is. Yeah, I, I told her that, I mean, I, I definitely think she still needs to fit it in. It's very short. So we're looking at like, 20 minutes of running, 15, 20 minutes of running. Um, but in particular, when you're traveling like that across the country to run or anything, your, your body is stiff and not ready to go. And um, so get out there, loosen up your legs, and, and that'll really go a long way toward having them ready to go the next morning. Um, and, and it's also a good way to shake out your nerves too, especially, you know, you're going to the expo and, and all these people are there and it, you're getting your bib and it all feels very official and frightening and, and um, go, go for a nice easy run and, and shake all that out. So, yeah. Yeah. And a shakeout run, like 20 minutes, right? It's not, it's not yeah. long. It's a mile out, a mile back or not even. Yeah. You're going yeah. slow. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's important to do it. Um, if you could get it in um, before you even got your bib, or maybe you could run over to the expo, depending upon where your hotel yeah, is. Yeah, where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. 
Um, so that's, those are the questions that I have. Um, if anybody here who's attending right now on this Monday morning, I know it's super convenient. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions, let us know. We can, um, we can uh, answer those live. And then, um, Amanda, I mean, is there anything else that you want to talk about or anything you've seen on the pages or general racing advice that we would hand? Um, our 10K group is, is a quiet one, but they're trucking along. So um, anything else that um, comes to mind? Well, I just one thing that you kind of started off with today, you were talking about all the, the PRs and I, it was so nice this morning to go onto the page and see all these people because there were a lot of PRs over the weekend and there were some big PRs. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, this is really the first big wave of that that we've had. And I really think it is the weather change. You know, we finally have reached that point where all that slogging through the, the summer and, and it was a long, hot fall. Um, and now we get the weather change and people are seeing the results of that. And I think it's fantastic, you know, um, and it's exciting. And um, that will always be why I'm a proponent of training through the long, hot summer and racing, you know, in the fall later on. I mean, you know, I think I think the way um, climate change is, is changing our seasons and things like that, it is getting to be a point where, you know, these later fall races are maybe a lot more where their money's gonna be than some, some of these like September, early October races, they're such a gamble anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's exciting to see it and it's fun and, and I, you know, and um, yeah, this is, this is the money time for racing, it's great. Time. Yeah, for sure, the money time. Yeah, I mean, it was fun being at Twin Cities. I mean, the weather couldn't have been better. Yeah. And um, people like the 10 milers, um, we had a, we had a handful of people who were on half marathon plans for the 10 mile race. And so right. they rocked it. And then the, some marathoners coming in. I mean, it was just so fun to see because yeah, it's, it's, I mean, every race is worthy of being proud and confident and all that stuff, but it's really fun when it all comes together um, yeah. and see all the smiles and the posts and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, here's one more, um, more practical question. Uh, Julie, after seven months of injuries popping up and little to no running, but plenty of strength training, I was cleared to begin running again um, by her physical therapist. She's at run-walk interval of two for two for at least 30 minutes or two miles. She still has plantar pain and needs to be diligent about that. My question is how many miles should I have under my feet before I begin training for a half marathon? Is it okay to begin training and not to expect to feel perfect at the beginning of training? Does that make sense to you, Amanda? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think she's still a ways off. Cause what did she say? Like three miles is what she seven, she's a, so seven months of little to no running. And right now she's at about um, 30 minutes or tw two miles of two minutes on two minutes off um, and still is having some pain. So um, that's, yeah. that's Yeah. I mean, I, I think you need to, to keep moving. Um, forward with with whatever kind of a rehab routine you've been working on and keep the strength training up and keep progressing with the running um, and you know see if you can get yourself to an hour's worth of running um, comfortably without too much pain and you know I mean I don't want to see as you progress and move your your running time longer you know I don't want to see the pain ramping back up and then you starting into a program so um, would say test it out and keep keep trying to progress and see if you can do it without bringing the pain levels up as well um and i'd want you to get to that threshold before you consider a, a training plan again so. for sure for sure that's where that that's exactly what i would say too um yeah you should i mean you may not feel perfect at the beginning of a training plan if you're coming in from you know maybe taking some time off or whatever but you can't but not being in pain i mean that's that's just gonna 
nothing good comes from starting a training plan in pain. Um, so, so Julie, like I said to um, Shauna too, I mean, if you need to move your, your race date back um, and hang out for a while and just get yourself um, healed, that's totally fine. Just let us know, drop us a line on email at clamclub at anothermotherrunner.com and we can um, accommodate you um, because I don't want to force you think you have to you know slam in your training um because you're going to be forced out that's not that's not the case so um yeah good luck with that um that's that's tough that's i've been in that position too many times but yeah definitely keep doing what's going right and then and then hopefully just add a little bit but uh, the pain is um not not a good sign as you well know as we all know well know Okay, cool. Well, we'll see you, Amanda, in a couple of days on yeah. Cape Cod, and we'll see a couple of you there as well, I think. Um, thanks, everybody. And as always, Am uh, Amelia, <laughs> Amanda. Uh, Coach Amanda will post uh, Ask the Coach every week if you have other questions um, on the Facebook pages, and, um, and keep um, chiming in with your questions, with your race reports, good and bad. We love um, seeing them all. Yeah, for sure. Take care, everyone. Have a all good right. one. Bye. Safe travels, Bye. Amanda. Bye.